everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Tab. We're your hosts, Tisha and Brandon. It's another exciting week. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I don't know if it's exciting or not. We've been having a lot of, I don't know, I call it the mattress saga, okay? <laughs> dun, dun, because, dun, dun, dun. yeah. Okay, I moved to Canada in 2016. And when I moved to Canada, I pretty much got rid of all of my stuff. You know, I only brought over what I could fit in my car and... You know, even then, Border Patrol did not like that. But whatever. That's a whole <laughs> That's other story. That's another story. <laughs> but um, I got rid of my bed and like everything like that. So for the first year, we slept on this old Ikea bed that Brandon had that was crap, that had a foam topper on it that was crap. And my uh, my back problems just grew from there. So I think in 2017 we decided we needed a new mattress because I was waking up not able to move every morning. And the saga began, right? Mm -hmm. It began there. Now, for me, I could probably sleep on a bag of rocks. I can sleep on just about any surface. Mm -hmm. I could probably sleep standing up. I think he could. Like, if I'm driving, I, I hate driving on road trips because I want someone to talk to me while I'm driving. Nope. Brennan goes straight yeah. to sleep. It, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I wish I could sleep like that, but I cannot sleep that way. Anywho, so 2017, we decided to get a new mattress and we bought like, it was, it was almost a $2,000 mattress after mm -hmm. tax. It's like $1,800 was a beauty rest and it was supposed to be the plush firm, right? Still a lot of support for my back, but you know, pressure points and stuff. It was not, but thankfully we were on like a like a six month trial or something where you could try it out for six months. And if you hate it, you could exchange it for a different one. So we, we went, tried that out. We, we tried we it out, it. hated it, exchanged it for a different one. Of course you have to exchange it for something else in the store. So yeah. we went with another beauty rest, but it was just a, a different model and it was better comfort wise. Yeah. I did have a problem, you know, still had issues with like my limbs going numb or whatever at night, but I wasn't hurting as bad. But the mattress was, was like 17 inches thick. Gargantuan thick. It was huge. It was, it was so hard to find sheets, like oh fitted sheets that would fit on that bed because it was so thick mm -hmm. and we struggled. And even we did find some sheets that would just barely held on. Uh, you know, after a couple of nights, the the sheets would just pop off a corner or something like that. Right. You'd end up having to refix, you know, redo that every every couple of nights. Yeah. Well, and then we found sheets that were big enough. They were like 20-inch pocket sheets, but then they're loose all the time, right? They're yeah. bunched up on the bed and, oh, I hated it. And plus, it hurt my back just to try to make the flipping bed, yeah. right? So we dealt with that mattress for what? I think 2017 to... 2020. So about three years, mm -hmm. we dealt with that mattress and we were like, okay, when we get our income tax return, we're getting a new mattress. So yeah. when that time rolled around, it was pandemic time. So it was kind of hard to get a new mattress. And we'd heard all these great things about all these new foam mattresses coming out and how great they were for your back and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they were half the price. And, and these are the mattress, mattresses. Yeah. These are the mattresses you get in a box, right? Like the they bed in, in the box, box kind yeah, of thing, exactly. right? Exactly. So they come rolled up, compressed, 
and you open them up and you they just weigh inflate. them out and then they inflate after about <laughs> right. a day, maybe two days at most. Well, some of them are immediate. They just say, give it like maybe 12 hours or something. Right. Some of them say 72 hours. It just depends on the, the one you get. We bought an ND bed mm-hmm. and Brandon had no problem sleeping on it. Like we said, though, he can sleep on a rock and be happy. I couldn't, I, I knew after the first couple of nights, it wasn't for me. It made me hurt so bad. Like, I don't know, for me, that all foam experience was, it, it was supposed to be soft, but it's not. It feels like you're laying on something really, really hard. And I guess I don't weigh enough to actually sink in to get that pressure point relief. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. And of course it was on a 100 night like trial. We didn't need that long, but they made us keep it for 30 days anyway, which worst 30 days ever. Um, so that mattress went to a charity. Thank goodness. goodness. Um, that's what I like honestly about the, the bed in the box companies. Most of them, if you don't like it, you can have a refund and the bed's not going to go to the landfill. It's going to go to a charity. It's going to go to someone who needs it, which I really like about that because I'm, I'm really conscious about what we're buying and what ends up in a landfill and like our footprint. Right. So of course we went with another bed in the bath or bed in the bath, (laughs) (laughs) wrong topic, bed in a box, um, from another Canadian company, Brunswick bed. This time it was, um, a hybrid, I think is what they call it. It, It's a foam on top, but it has the pocketed coils to give you the support you need for your back and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I really was determined to make this bed work, even though I knew after the first week it's, it wasn't working for me, but I was like, nope, I'm going to stick it out. I'm tired of doing this. I hate shopping guys. I, I hate it. Like I hate the whole process of shopping for a mattress and, but it sucked. And I was within two days of the end of our, um, end of our trial period, end of our trial period. Um, and was able to get a return. Yeah. And, and well, it's, it's still happening yeah, right now. It's still, still, still in the process. I mean, we, we had thought that, I mean, like I said, I can sleep on a bag of rocks. It's my superpower, whatever. <sighs> but we had honestly thought that we would just run out of time and we were stuck with this mattress. Yeah, we thought we were we, stuck with it. Until we had the money to get a new one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just on a whim, you decided to check, well... I was going to go leave a review for the mattress, actually. I wasn't even checking to see if we could return it. I was going to review it because, you know, this mattress is actually really not that great. You can feel the springs. You can hear them popping when you sit on the bed and move around on the bed. And you can feel them through the... So uncomfortable, not a quality mattress. So I was going to go leave a review and saw that I had two days left. And I was like, yes, we are returning (laughs) this thing and getting our money back. And now we're just waiting for the charity. They've, they've contacted me. It's a really great charity here in Mm -hmm. Barrie that's picking it up and that's great. Um, they've contacted me. They're going to pick it up next week. And so this time, and so, so the first couple beds we got were like really expensive. We only paid once, right? Because we had the trial, Right. but it was really expensive. And then the next two beds were that middle of the road, like $850 bed, kind of expensive, but not really this time you guys. I thought if we're going to get a crappy bed, we may as well not pay that much for yeah. it. So I literally ordered a bed in the box from Amazon for like $350. And I don't know, it could be crappy too. Honestly, I have like zero, zero expectations, expectations right? I, I, I hope it turns out to be the most fantastic mattress we've slept on. But you know, if it it's not, I, I don't feel so bad 
spending that amount of money for a mattress that, you know, I had zero expectations on. Right. The same. I mean, I mean, I'm just going to try. Yeah. It's kind of the same makeup. It's a hybrid bed. It's got the pocketed coils and then the layer of like foams on the top. Um, it's a really skinny bed, like 11 inches. So my thought is if it's not soft enough, we have, uh, I think it's like a two or three inch, um, memory foam topper that we can put on it and hopefully that'll make it better. We can add to it. Right. And we can add to it and not feel like, Oh, we're adding to it a thousand dollar mattress. This is ridiculous. It's yep. a $350 mattress. Who cares? It yep. is also, I might add a 100 night trial on this mattress. Yep. So if we absolutely hate it, we can send it back. I am hoping I'm just like praying. I'm like, please, I need a win. Like, seriously, I need a win right now. So please just let this cheap mattress work for us because like, like we talked about, I think in our last podcast, in eight years, Brandon retires and we won't be living here anymore. We are definitely moving away mm -hmm. from here when Brandon retires. So I don't, you know, I just need it to last that long. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't need it to be perfect, but I do need to not wake up in so much pain that I can't move. But I feel, morning. I feel like the perfect mattress we get or have will end up being this hodgepodge of weird components yeah like toppers that, and things like that, that i think you can't get in a single mattress itself from any manufacturer right not that i know of you know i you know well, we you, haven't tried any of the, like the multi-thousand dollar mattresses so i'm not really sure i, I can't say I, I was about to say yeah. like there are some mattresses out there that people just are like saying is they're awesome yeah. but we're talking about spending I found a mattress that had no negative reviews. Everybody loved it. It's Canadian made and they mm -hmm. don't make very many of them. It's kind of like the Lamborghini of mattresses. Right. $10,000 yeah. for this mattress. A, a, and I'm like, are used, you? A good used car for no. that. No. Yeah. What? Not happening. So yeah. I can't spend that much money on a mattress. Now, maybe if I was in my forever home and I thought I can die on this mattress, <laughs> I'd spend $10,000 on it. But until then, no way, not happening. So we'll see. We will follow up with this and tell you guys how our $350 mattress is working out. Maybe we'll do an mm -hmm. unboxing video. Yeah. I haven't done that for any of these other mattresses. And I'm looking at my list. This mattress that we're going to get next week is the sixth mattress we will have slept yep. on in this condo. You're, you're welcome, Brandon. I mean, he can sleep on anything. He's probably thinking, oh my God, could she just get a mattress? Superpower. Like, <laughs> for real. Anyway, we have talked 10 minutes about mattresses. So let's, <laughs> let's move on to something a little bit more exciting. Our, our little bitty fan base is going to be like, nope, don't watch them or listen to them anymore because We may cares? be putting them to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could put myself to sleep. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Next topic, it's been an exciting week in the camera world, right? Yeah. Two major players, Sony and Fujifilm, have released some new products this past week. Yeah. Right? Sony came out with the Alpha One. Oh my gosh. Right? The beast of a camera. The beast of a camera. Wow. And the videos I've seen, it doesn't look that big. No, it's, it's really compact, like Sony is known to be with their mirrorless cameras. But it is... It is jam-packed with features, mm -hmm. and people are drooling over it. But, I mean, here in Canada, the body alone is going to cost you $8,500. So it's yeah. like, holy moly. Again, back to the, I don't want to pay $10,000 for a mattress. I don't want to pay $8,500 for a camera. Yeah. But if you, you know, someone gave it to me. To sure. test out or just, you know, you know whatever. whatever. 
you know, if you're, you know, from Sony and you're listening and you want to say, hey, here's a average person, we can get them to try out our cameras. We'd be <laughs> more than happy to try that out for you and give you a good solid review on it. Yeah, because Jared and Casey, they just aren't going to give us good reviews, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, it looks really interesting. And I'm not a Sony fanboy by any means, but um, yeah, that's kind of yeah, interesting. 50 megapixel, right? I, I, I don't have a computer that could handle yeah. files like that big. I it don't would, even know. It would crush yeah. our iMac. Literally. Literally just, yeah. yeah, the files. I, I mean, I worry about even using my own Fujifilm files on the MacBook Air. Oh, yeah, the MacBook just, Air. Like, I used that the other day. It was just crumbles like... crumbles underneath no. any of the raw files in there. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and then Fujifilm came out with a couple things. Uh, the first one, the, the big one for them, I think, was the GFX 100S, which is a smaller version of their GFX 100, 102 megapixel medium format camera, oh but in the God. size of a small DSLR. I like can't a, even. Like a, a small entry-level DSLR. Right. That's crazy and how small that is. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm still blown away by the 50 megapixels. I can't even imagine over yeah. 100 megapixels packed into a camera. I can't even, no, like... I don't need that much. And I know there are photographers out there who do. Like if yeah. you're in like commercial advertising or something like that, you're most likely going to want something like that. But for me, no way. I don't. Yeah. Like I, I can't even imagine trying to process those or handle those files at all. Like if we're worried about the, the Sony Alpha 1 files crushing right. our computer, this for sure will kill it. Right. right. It'll just, the fans will be going and it'll be, yeah, and no. it would never get through a single raw file. Then the next camera that came out was uh, their sort of pocketable camera, the camera, so the, the XE4, right, with the interchangeable yeah. lenses, uh, a large display back. It kind of it's kind of reminiscent of um, the X100V, except um, it has the interchangeable lenses. Interchangeable lenses, right. yeah. So, um, and then the neat the the neat part of it is that it has a flip up screen. Right, it, so if you're into yeah. vlogging and things like that, it's good for that. It doesn't have IBIS, so right. no in-body stabilization, which kind of is not so great if you're walking around. Now, if you're going to make it stationary, um, then that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I when I saw that they had a new one out and that it was interchangeable and it was really small, I was like, oh, maybe because I'm looking for that mid-range travel mm-hmm. camera, and you already have all the primes, so I'm like, well, that would be great. I just I, I still don't like trying to deal with the interface, I guess, yeah. of, of Fuji. But when I saw that it didn't have IBIS, I was like, well, what's the point? I definitely yep. know that what I want in the mid-range needs to have IBIS so that we can use it as when we're traveling to vlog with and things like that. Yep. Um, because right now we're we're trying to vlog with like your X-T2 that doesn't have IBIS and you can tell like the footage is all like, you know, shaky. Um, we, we vlog with the GoPro and the footage is great, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's not great quality unless you're outside, right? If you're yep. inside, it's just crap. Kind of the same with the iPhone. If you're inside, it's just not that great. Yeah. So, I mean, both of those iPhone and the GoPro work well for vlogging if you're outside and you got great light and cause they both have IBIS, right? They have that image stabilization and they're great, but I definitely want whatever I get. Mm-hmm. in that middle range for travel to have IBIS. So that kind of knocked that new Fuji out yeah, for me. Yeah, unfortunately. Now, Fuji did come up with one more new thing. Actually, I think they came up with a couple new things, but the one that sort of 
uh, struck a chord with me is their new sort of Mark II of the 27 millimeter pancake lens, mm. right? Now I've got the original one. I love it. It's it's flat. It sits nice. Maybe not completely flush to the camera, but it's it gives the camera a nice small profile. So oh, if yeah. you want to stick it into a sort of maybe if you have a largish pocket, you can stick it in your pocket and go anywhere you want mm -hmm. with it. This one, uh, same, mostly the same specs, f2.8, it's a Mark II. The only difference between this one and the original one is that this one's got an aperture ring on it. The other I, one does not have an aperture ring. So is this one weather? I thought this one was weather sealed, is it's it? It's also weather sealed too. Okay. It's like weather, or WR as they call it, weather right. resistant. It's got an aperture ring. The original one doesn't, so you have to use one of the, uh, the dials, one of the command dials on your camera to do that to change the aperture, mm -hmm. which I, I kind of already use, you know, you, kind of do now. Yeah. So I'm not used to, I'm used to that and doesn't really bother me. This just gives you that extra feel and, and, mm. um, this way it frees up that aperture, that command dial to use for other things. Right. I got that 27 mm -hmm. pancake for you and I feel like you don't use it enough. I'm Probably kind of offended. <laughs> Like, Probably seriously? not, but right now we're not going anywhere. So well, I know, but like when we go out, I think you you like the twenty three millimeter. Well, the twenty three is on the XT two right now. Right. The thirty five is on the X Pro three, and the twenty sevens in in the bag. The somewhere. bag somewhere. So. Is that all you have then? No, I also have the fifty six millimeter oh, F one yeah. two. I love that. The fifty six millimeter. That that's like the bocalicious one, right? Yeah, it's not it's not a fast focusing lens, but when you do get a focus, you get beautiful bokeh on it. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then you also have the eighteen to one thirty five, which is a really nice focal range. But I'm thinking you're going to probably sell that in our big like clean out, right? Yeah, yeah the plan is to sell that. Along with the X-T1, which right. we really don't use anymore. It just sort of sits there, unfortunately. So like I said, I've been shooting with the X-Pro3, and I use the X-T2 for some of our videos and, and vlogs and things like that. Right. And I feel like if we could get that mid-range for me to travel with, we could probably even sell the X-T2. Quite possibly, yes. You know what I mean? Because we yep. won't need it, and you won't be using it because you'll be using the X Pro Three. Mm -hmm. You'll it'll just collect dust. Yeah. I feel like I'm to the point where I want to stop keeping things just just be, for the sake of having them and collecting dust because they're not doing us any good, right? And you know, try to get down to a more minimalist mm -hmm. lifestyle with that. So I'm okay to get rid of things that we're not using. So if anybody is interested in any, you know, Fuji gear. Yeah, Brennan's got a know. camera and a lens for sale right yep. now. So the X-T1 body, uh, two batteries, two actual Fujifilm batteries, the charger, uh, and the 18 to 135. Is yeah. What will eventually go on sale, hopefully when the pandemic dies down. And the yeah, we're not going to, yeah, we're not doing anything right now. A little bit. We don't want to get, like, come in contact with any of you guys. Not that we don't love everybody, but you know. <laughs> We don't want the virus. So we're yeah. going to just stay in our own little cocoon for now. Yep. We have like this whole like bunch of stuff piled up in our house now that we, we're doing this like minimalist clean out thing. And I haven't been posting about it and I was, but I just got tired of trying to post that every day. I'll just post at the end of it, like pictures of all the stuff we get rid of, but we've gotten rid of a lot of stuff, Yeah. but it's still in the house because there are no donation centers open right now no. because we're on lockdown and at stay at home order. So we had to wait until that clears before we can get rid of everything but it feels really good to have it all does. of that stuff out of the house and we haven't even hit all of the areas in the house yet no. like we're in our office and we haven't even really looked in the office yet or our storage cage down in the garage oh, the storage cage in the garage is going to probably be mostly 
tossed in the garbage junk. Yeah. Quite honestly, because we did do a kind of a clean out of it, like maybe a year or so ago. Got mm-hmm. rid of some things, but there's a lot of there's stuff. There's still lots more we can get there's, rid of. Yeah, we can get rid of a lot of stuff. So that'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it really was a really good week. I'm... I read something about Sony having, uh, I think four more cameras, four or five more cameras that they have gotten a patent for. Um, so we may have some more Sony stuff coming out soon. I'm hoping they come out with the new APS-C like 6,000 line Mm -hmm. because I really, I'm, I'm kind of leaning honestly towards that because they have that really nice 20 millimeter pancake lens I can just throw on them and they're so Mm -hmm. small and compact. I like the 6600 because it has the image stabilization and it's weather sealed and like all that good stuff, but it's so expensive. I mean, if you think about it, the 6600 is more expensive than the Canon RP. Yeah. But it's small. It's and small. the Canon, I love the Canon RP. And I was looking at that last night and I was like, ooh, should I do that? But the lenses are ginormous. You can't get tiny lenses. They have the 35 and the 50, but those are still pretty hefty lenses. Yeah. You no, know, you know, if, you know, if you're out there in Canon and you're listening and you do have something coming out, that's going to be a smallish pancake lens or a couple of them for the RF, you know, for the R, the yeah. RF mount. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's, let's put those out. And then, you know, the RP, we, we definitely get that one. It's a, yeah. Because it's, I don't know, full frame and it's great and it's small yeah. and compact and it's, you know, whatever, but I don't know. I'm leaning towards the Sony, so I'm hoping like if Sony's got another ASPC coming, ASPC, APSC, <laughs> APSC. <laughs> we're not talking about we're not talking about animal shelters right now. What, <laughs> what's going on? But anyway, I'm hoping it's something that'll replace that at a cheaper price point. Yeah. Quite honestly, because it's like six hundred dollars more expensive than the the Canon. Is it the Canon RP? Or the R? Yeah, it's the Canon RP. We're getting right? them mixed up. We are so confused right now. Sorry, <laughs> apologize. But anyway. So yeah, you guys, um, leave a comment below and let us know what you think about all the new cameras coming out. If you think you're going to get one or if you're just going to stick with what you've got. Or, or if you've already got it, let yeah. us know. Ooh, exciting. Yeah, let us know. We will talk to you guys next week. Talk to you later. Bye.